Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am so excited that you have joined us for another episode and I'm just going to throw this out there. I am recording this before the Super Bowl, but this episode will air the Monday after the Super Bowl. I'm just going to go ahead and say, hell yeah, go Chiefs and celebrate the fact that they won, um, even though the Super Bowl has not happened yet. And I'm just going to hope this age as well. I'm just going to hope this age as well that they win based on um, this podcast is going to air on Monday. And so based on yesterday, I hope they win. Okay, we're just going to pretend they did and hope this um, ages well. So go Chiefs. That's go sports. Yay football. Yay Kansas City. Okay. I really, I will actually start the episode in a second, but I will say that this is something where I am not a huge, I mean, I like sports, like in general, I golf, I, um, my, like I watch a lot of sports because Shay loves sports. I've been to, you know, Chiefs games, whatever, but growing up and also first let me intro the episode, then I'll finish this. We're going to talk about why you're feeling guilty for spending and why you're feeling guilty in your financial journey. That's what we're going to talk about. But first let me let me say this because <laughs> I think it's cool. I grew up in a small town in Iowa and I went to school in a different town in Iowa and then I moved to a different town in Iowa on the Iowa-Illinois border after college. And all those times, you know, I'd have friends who were like diehard Packers fans or like diehard Vikings fans, or like diehard Chiefs fans, whatever. Bears fans, shout out to Josh. Um... But the the thing that really got to me is like, I mean, sure, I could just pick one in, in Iowa, but like there's no team. There's no, you don't, you go to a Super Bowl party and everyone has a different jersey on. And so that's just kind of like how I thought the vibe was. Then almost, wait, three years ago? Is that almost three years? Almost three years ago, we moved to Kansas City and I was so shocked at how freaking cool it is to live in a city where there is a, you know, NFL team because there's so much camaraderie and just so much community and it's so freaking awesome and I love it so much. I love how every Friday there's a, like before a Chiefs game, the whole, all the buildings in the city turn red and they have red lights on and people wear red t-shirts. Like it's just so cool. And so now for the first time in these past couple years, I've actually, I've looked forward to the games and like, I like watching them. And, um, you know, we have a friend that plays for the chiefs. And so it's, it's fun to be like, Oh, I know him and, you know, and connect that and have, and, and I live here. Like, it's so fun to have that connection 
that it's just, I love it. I freaking love it. So count me in. Yes, call me a bandwagon, whatever, because I started liking the Chiefs three years ago. But I'm going to just call it now that I'm going to like the Chiefs like forever. That's going to be my team. That's going to be my team. But anyway, there's about three minutes of this episode that (laughs) has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about. But I thought it was important because you'll be listening to this on the Monday after the Super Bowl. Go Chiefs. Anyway, what I want to talk about today is something that I'm seeing across the board with a lot of my clients right now. And this happens every, especially in Wealth Accelerator. I see this happen every single round. And it's something that's really not talked about enough in this industry. Finances for, if you're looking at the, what's most common, finances are often taught and the biggest financial gurus teach finances from a lens of restriction, a lens of scarcity, a lens of you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't have this and you can't have that. And a lens that really adds a lot of shame and guilt and embarrassment and all this onto you as the individual who is trying to get ahead with money. And I do not stand for that. So while you might have these have noticed that or have felt that in your own financial journey, I just want to take a second to tell you that in this community, in the deeper than money community, shame and guilt, they are not welcome here. They they are not welcome here because this idea that finances and getting ahead with your money has to be built on restriction and has to be built on this discipline and punishment and you can't spend because you've gotten to debt and you can't see the inside of a restaurant and mer, 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 all those things, that's not going to be sustainable. That's not going to be sustainable. And so one of the things that um, I talk about a lot within Wealth Accelerator, which is our group coaching program, one of the things I talk about a lot is I care more about sustainability than I do about quick wins. Quick wins are awesome. And everyone throughout Wealth Accelerator, especially in the first couple weeks, they're experiencing quick win after quick win after quick win. I just, I wake up and I scroll through the Facebook page, the private Facebook page. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't keep up with it. There's so many quick wins of like, I saved a hundred dollars here. I negotiated my credit card interest rate, or I did this, or I opened up a high yield savings and all this stuff. That stuff is awesome, but that's not what I care about. I care about sustainability. I care about where you're at in a year, five years, 10 years. That is what I care about because it, it the quick wins. I see so many people burn out and especially people who come to us and apply for Wealth Accelerator, they have been burning out over and over and over. I tried to budget. It didn't work. I tried to cut my spending. It didn't work. I tried to pay off debt. It didn't work. And the answer isn't because there's something wrong with them. It's because they're trying to do it in a from a place of restriction, from a place of punishment. I can't spend. I can't have um, go on a vacation because I'm in debt. I can't do this, and that is not where we're supposed to be. That is not how you are meant to live. And one of the big things that I want you to do is to add fun into your priorities. So maybe your priorities are to save for an emergency fund or maybe your priorities are to invest or your priorities are to pay off debt or whatever. Add fun into your priority list so you don't crash and burn. 
most of the people in this audience are in their 20s or 30s, right? There might be a little younger, a little older, but most of the people are in their 20s and 30s. Imagine signing up for a financial plan for the next 50 years that's miserable. What? That sounds disgusting. Now, I'm an Enneagram 7, so in my eyes, everything has to be fun. But that sounds so miserable. I don't want to do that. And you don't have to do that. We want to create a, I call it a spend plan, but it's the same thing as a budget. We want to create a spend plan that is the roadmap for the life that you want to live. And so one of the things that I would encourage you to do if you're someone who's struggling and you're like, oh my gosh, I am in credit card debt or I have student loans or I have a car loan, I'm in debt, but I have a friend who's having a destination wedding and I feel like I shouldn't go to it because I feel guilty for spending that money or I feel guilty for leaving any money at the end of the month to spend on clothes or something. If that's you, here's what I want you to do. Sit down, get a piece of paper and calculate right now based on your current trajectory, trajectory, when you will be debt free. Okay. So might take a little math. You can use your phone calculator. All the math we do here in Deeper Than Money Land, you can use your phone calculator. Don't be scared of math. Everything. Phone calculator. Sit down and you're going to write out how much debt you have or whatever the goal is that you're working on right now. The emergency fund, whatever. Um, but oh, I see this happen the most when it is debt of like, I'm, I need to pay off debt and I feel guilty. So write down how much debt you have. Then write down how much you are paying on it per month. So maybe the minimum payment's $100, but you're putting an extra $900, which means you're paying $1,000 a month toward your debt. Okay, that's how much you're paying. So if you were to continue to only put that $1,000 that you have extra at the end of the month towards that debt, that's it. You don't spend it on going out to eat with your friends. You don't spend it on a trip. You don't spend it on anything else. Tell me when you're gonna be debt-free. How do we do that? We say, okay, it is currently February of 2021. I am putting $1,000 per month onto my debt. My debt is $5,000, so it's going to take me five months. Or my debt is $18,000, so it's going to take me 18 months. Now, okay, cool. So what is 18 months from now? I shouldn't have done 18 months. Let's say 12, 13 months from now. So let's say March of 2022. That's when I'm going to be debt-free. March 1st, 2022, I'm going to be debt-free. Now, what would happen if we spend $1,000 to go on that vacation to Cabo for your best friend's destination wedding so you don't miss that? When would you become debt-free? A week later or a paycheck later, whatever. Or, oh my goodness, maybe a month later. Okay, so from March 1st to... April 1st. What does that mean to you? Is it, let me rephrase that. Is it worth it to you to have one of like the trip of a lifetime to Cabo, seeing your best friend get married, having a, you know, luxury vacation, all those things. Are those memories and that experience worth it to you to be debt-free two weeks earlier? Is giving that up worth it to you? It For me, uh, hell no. Hell no, that's that's not worth it to me to give that up. That That is worth so much. And, and for me, a year from now or May, what did I say? March 1st of 2022, 
for me to be able to say, hey, I'm debt free, guys, a month earlier, what does that do for you? What does that do for you? And so, and maybe for you, you're like, it's absolutely worth it. I'm not going to my friend's wedding. Like, that's okay. But it's about your priority list. And so for me, when I looked at it that way and I was like, wait, this is the difference. I'm stressing so much and thinking I'm putting myself so much farther back and I'm doing all these things wrong and I'm a a failure and I have so much guilt and all this stuff for a two week, for two weeks, that's what I'm doing it for. I'm doing all this and feeling bad and feeling guilt and feeling shame and feeling this for two weeks to be debt free two weeks sooner. Is that the type of life I want to live? Hell no. For me, it's a hell no. And so what does that look like for me? For me, that means, well, I mean, I'm not in debt, but like in this example, for me, what that would mean is saying, you know what? It is a hell yes for me to move my debt-free date back two weeks in order to go on this Cabo vacation. And since I choose that and that is in complete alignment with me and I'm so excited about it, I release any guilt and shame for moving my goal back. Remember that we are not attached to the goal. The goal does not define who you are. If you miss the goal, you're not more of a failure. If you hit the goal, you're not more of a success. It does not define your worth because you're worthy because you woke up this morning. That makes you worthy. Worthy is just your birthright. That's it. That's it. You don't have to do anything to earn your worth. And so when we hit a goal, yes, it's exciting and it's awesome. And if we don't hit a goal, okay, we can look at lessons learned and see what we can do better next time. But the goal does not define us. So if we need to move back the goal in order to look back on our life and be so proud, that's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. And remember that guilt and shame slow you down. They slow you down so freaking much. And so instead, what I encourage you to do today is do the logistics, right? Write it down on a piece of paper. See how long it would, quote, set you back, quote, end quote, right? Okay, it's two weeks. If that's worth it, then I want you to logistically commit, aka putting your money to paying for Cabo instead of putting it into debt that month. That's the logistics side of it. But I also want you to emotionally commit to it. I want you to emotionally say, I'm all in for this vacation. I release feeling guilt and shame. And if it pops up for you again, you say, whoa, guilt and shame. You were not invited to this party. Get out. I choose to feel really good about it. I get to, I allow myself to be so freaking excited and so freaking grateful and so freaking happy that this is the life that I get to live. That is what we're here to do. And so this idea that a lot of financial gurus pump out that like you have to sacrifice and be such a gazelle intense or whatever, that you have to do that in order to hit your goals is bullshit. You do not, that is not the only way you have to do it. Can you hit your goals that way? Sure. I'm not going to say you can't. Are there people that do that and hit their goals? Absolutely. But I want to remind you, it's not the only way. It's not the only way. Um, For me, when I did it that way, right, when I tried to like restrict everything and give up everything, it felt like I was hating myself wealthy. I was so miserable. I felt guilty for spending a dollar. I would give up memories with my friend and it just felt miserable. And I would just crash and burn over and over and over. And then I would punish myself and say, now I have to spend less. Now I have to make up for this. Now I'm even dumber. Like, this is so stupid. I'm such an idiot. That was hating myself wealthy. That's what it felt like. Now I love myself wealthy. 
I allow myself to spend. I allow myself to take the trip or or do that or whatever that may look like and then go back to hitting whatever goal. And my goal can fluctuate based on my priorities and based on what changes and that's okay. So that's what I want you to focus on today is going, doing the logistics, figuring out what your goal is. And it's okay if it doesn't change, but it's also okay if it does change. Setting it down and remembering that I commit to sustainability. It doesn't matter if I can just restrict myself for a week and get a win. It matters that in 5, 10, 20 years from now, you look back and you're proud of yourself. That's what I care about. Okay? So that is your homework for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast. If you did, please go leave a review. It means the world to me. It takes two freaking seconds. And also, you know, we work really hard to not, like, as of right now, we have no ads. We, you know, we pay for the podcast to be produced and all of that stuff. And so, um, and we want to make it really accessible for you. And so when you leave a review, that's your way of supporting me and supporting Deeper Than Money and letting us know that this is something that you love and want to see more of. So please take a second today, leave a review. It means the absolute world. And we will see you back for another week of the Deeper Than Money podcast next week. Go Chiefs! Go Chiefs!